This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Hey, Stiller Nation, it's Robert Golden, and you are listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored now by Total Sports Enter- Entertainment. They're our new uh, sponsor. So I'm your host, G Stryker. Today, it's just me. Uh, I'm in the guest room today as opposed to my normal Steeler den, but I'm here to bring you all the news from training camp, and I'm excited to do that. If you have any questions, go ahead and shoot me the chat on the Facebook page on SteelerNation.com. Uh, I'm having issues seeing any, um, anything on uh, Twitter. If you guys want to shoot me a direct message or something, because I just can't see the comments on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. But let's go over all of the news that we have going on for training camp. First thing I always like to start off with is the injury update. We had uh, – everything's pretty good. Everybody's getting relatively healthy. Uh, David Castro is the only one that's still not practicing. Um, yesterday also, uh, Steven Wisniewski and Chris Boswell took a day off. I still don't know if it was a, a vet day off or if they were actually injured. It wasn't, it wasn't explained in the press report by, by Mike Tomlin, but Cam Sutton is the new addition to the injury report. He just got hurt at the end of practice. He did not finish practice. We'll have to wait till today's practice to see if it was a actual serious injury or hopefully it's something more day to day that he can recover from and come back quickly. Uh, Cameron Canada came back, which is huge. Losing your uh, snapper for uh, at the beginning of the season was huge for the Steelers, but now to have him back and snapping, it's great news with two weeks to go or just under two weeks to go here till the first game. Anthony McFarland also returned. He was on concussion protocol. He was limited a couple practices ago and he is cleared now. So he's back out and playing. So relatively ha- uh, healthy. So we're looking great. So uh, that's the, the thing I'm most, most happy about is we're returning to health. Uh, we had a quick report also from uh, about Marcus Pouncey, uh, and he injured his meniscus the last game of the season in that Jets game. If you remember when he went down, I feared the worst. I feared it was like an ACL, just the way he fell and how he came off the field. Fortunately, there was no news on surgery, and it just came out that he didn't have surgery at all. So. The only thing that he had done was he, he let the meniscal tear rest. So think of like the meniscus like a circle. 
And if you have a circle, you get like a little tear in it like this, like a little cue. And um, what Ben Roethlisberger had when he had a meniscal tear is they cut out the section with the tear. They cut it out completely. So then you have like, an, like a weird shaped, uh, it's not a full circle yet, just have that piece of the circle cut out. You come back from it quickly, that's the bonus for getting surgery on a meniscal tear. It's usually at two weeks, arthroscopic knee surgery, you're back in two weeks. The good thing is that it happening on the last game of the season for Pouncey, he can rest. If it takes, if it's a small tear, you're talking about one to two months of rest, back 100%. So super happy to at least hear that he was able to give it the rest that needed. And best thing is with the whole offseason, I mean, he heard it at the end of December. By the end of February, early March, if there was still any issues, they could go in and do the orthoscopic surgery. They didn't have to. It seems like it's healed on its own. So the good news moving forward is I have no reservations about Pouncey and his, and his knee moving forward. So hopefully no issues. And I'm so happy to hear that he's healthy because he's a big guy and he's a big component on making the Steelers offense run perfectly since he calls all the plays for blocking at the line of scrimmage. So good news on Pouncey. Further good news, still no more COVID in the league. No more players with COVID. Still not on our team, so it seems like the league is doing an excellent job of managing it. It may get a little iffy when teams start traveling a little bit and playing at other locations, but we will see how that works out um, coming up here in the near future. Um, going to training camp, uh, we had some big news that Nick Farball tweeted out. He stated, um, Big Dot, the rookie guard, Kevin Dotson, he's going to be in Pittsburgh for a long time. He works relentlessly. He's strong as hell, polished technically, and make no mistake, he could be a starter next year, and I'm very high on Dotson's outlook as a pro. Great to hear, especially for picking him up in the fourth round, toward the end of the fourth round, that raging Cajun uh, who made the first team All-American but was not invited to the Combine. Crazy, I know. But Steelers got a gem there. They did their homework. The guy is strong technically sound, savvy, and he's making waves, and it's great to hear great news about those draft picks, um, especially since we have very little that as Steeler fans that we can watch in real time to see how our players are developing during training camp in drills from day to day. Marcus Allen making news as well. Uh, coach uh, Olsavsky, Jerry Olsavsky, the old uh, linebacker from the 80s, who is now a coach, and um, he had an excellent Zoom interview. I mean, it was it was very fun, high energy, lots of good quotables, and just something that you usually don't see out of the normal, very, uh, I guess, sterile environment when people are doing uh, your general uh, Zoom meetings. But he was a blast. He was great to listen to. And he did mention, this is what, so Marcus Allen, who's been on the roster for a while, having trouble making the team on the practice squad, off the practice squad, on the roster, off the roster, but he's now in the linebackers room, and he's making big – he's got a big, big um, kudos from Coach Olsavsky saying, you know, and how, he's, how, was the, how was his energy and his ability and fitting in with the move, and Olsavsky said he is a football-playing son of a gun, and that is – a great way to say it without swearing on Zoom. So we appreciate it, Colch Osavsky. And great to hear that Marcus Allen is finding a place on the team where he can contribute because he, us old Penn State fans, I'm an old Penn State fan, we know Marcus Allen's a good player. Uh, he played a lot in the box in Penn State. Now it looks like on the Steelers he's going to be playing specifically in the box as a inside linebacker. So what that's going to mean is possibly 
uh, Robert Spillane and um, and Marcus Allen are going to be fighting for that last spot, it seems. So, you know, we, we know that Ulysses Gilbert's a lock. He's, he's killing it in camp. So that other spot, I don't know if they're going to keep five. We don't know. With COVID, how everything's going to happen and where they want the depth on that roster. But still, both of them, both Marcus Allen, both uh, Spillane, they're very, very competent special teams players, too. So that's going to be a really tough decision. Maybe maybe the Steelers only keep four outside linebackers and go five inside this year. So that would be in a, a tough competition there for the last one between uh, Chuzar Skipper trying to make the team all over Oli Adani. So we'll have to see. A lot, a lot of fun stuff here coming up in the next week and a half. Bud Dupree, I wrote an article on Bud. And one thing about his Zoom article, I was excited to find that he has an excellent sense of humor. Um, people ask, you know, the pretty mundane questions and leading questions, especially for a guy that's in a contract year. He's on the um, he's, he's on the franchise tag. It's the non-exclusive franchise, franchise tag. So technically he could be moved. But reporters always asking him, you know, how does it feel to be on your franchise tag? Um, you know, do you think you're going to be with the team? The same kind of stuff. And he answered it perfectly. And he stated, you know, the franchise tag is what I'm in now, Bud continued. We came close to a two-year, $200 million deal. But I was like, Cam can get the money, so that's fine with me. And he said it with a wink and a smile and showed off those, those Bud Dupree dimples and just made it a fun answer to a question that's obviously everybody knows he's playing on the tag. He'd rather not be playing on the tag, but for him to at least give kudos to his, his uh, defensive captain, uh, Cam Hayward, who all of Steeler nation, including the team and the organization would love to see him signed up and locked up to a long contract. But we know it's a joke because $200 million over two years would be way out of the price range to sign Bud Dupree, but great joke, Bud. We love the humor. It's something we don't get to see as often. We've just been seeing your development over the years, and you're getting better and better for us. So we hope you have another huge year this year and get a big payday the following year. Maybe not with the Steelers, probably not with the Steelers with the cap situation. but And that's what's taking us to Cam Hayward. I mentioned that in one of my cap articles last week. The Steelers cannot really sign anyone this year. There's, they're under the cap. the cap. The cap floor is $175 million for next year. Steelers currently with 40 players rostered are at 189 million. So they are over the cap already before they have to sign another 11 players. And, you know, the bottom, uh, you know, bottom couple you don't pay for because they're off of the, the, the rule of 51. You pay for the highest 51 on the contract. Um, so how are they going to make the, those moves? I don't know, but at least next year they could sign Cam Hayward to a long-term contract with a low salary, prorate the signing bonus, and that will fit them on. Because if they did that this year, you know, that signing bonus would have hit next year. You would have been looking at an extra $10 million on that salary. So the cap would have been at, you know, close to $200 million, um, which is something they can't do when they got to knock off $25 million just to get under the cap. So a lot of work for Omar Khan coming into next year. We're going to have to see what he can do to make this, make this work for everybody, but we'll see what he can do. Um, Moving forward, um, talking about Ben, and I want to bring this up, too, for uh, a lot of the people that are watching it here on YouTube. Uh, he's got a two-part series out that uh, is describing his, him coming back from his rehab and his surgery 
and YouTube has an excellent, excellent uh, shot here, and I'm going to share it here for my Facebook people, uh, just so you guys can see it as we're talking about it. And I will bring it up here. Yeah. For some reason, I can't move this one. There we go. So I'm going to bring this up and play this as we're talking. Uh, so Ben discussed his injury and what he's going through right now, recovering. And the second part of the series is kind of like him going through the actual surgery, him on the plane being interviewed, I think, by his wife, Ashley, uh, asking, and that was in his big promo video that came out in May when he first started throwing and showing he could throw was when she asked him the question, you know, he's like, I'm not going to shave my beard until I can throw a pass. And he's like, what, a pass to a toddler, Ashley said? And he's like, no, a legit NFL pass. So that's on there. It extends a little bit after that for the conversation to increase a little bit more with some back and forth. But he flew out to California for that surgery. They went through discussing that surgery with his surgeon being a unique surgery, a surgery that's really only been done with Ben Roethlisberger, where they took out, uh, where they had to, to reset three tendons that were not attached to the elbow, three of the five. So that's pretty, pretty interesting. And fortunately, there's no more pain in there. He used to have pain up the center of the arm, soreness. It's gone. It's completely gone. Um, they show him, them taking out the stitches as well, which was absolutely insane and really difficult to watch, to tell you the truth. So some of you guys, uh, I'll try to avoid that on here. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, but other than that, you know, it's, it's at least fun for Ben to keep sharing what's going on with him and letting Steeler Nation know kind of like the entire process. Like, we don't really think of our athletes as having to go through, like, they get surgery, they got to go through surgery, then they're back and playing. But it's a process. And especially something as invasive as three of the five tendons being taken off is a big, big surgery that they didn't even know was going to work. Um, fortunately, it did work. Uh, it worked excellently. And um, we now have Ben back. Ben's healthy. And he can, he can do, he can lead the team again. So that's, that's huge. Yeah, I'm going to, kind of stop the sharing here. It's going to get to showing his arm and then pulling out the stitches. So we'll, we'll save you the stitch aspect of it because it's a little crazy. But thank you very much, Ben, for showing Steeler Nation what it was like to go through the rehab and the surgery itself. And we're looking forward to the next parts of your documentary series. And, of course, we're looking forward to you also returning to the field. I can't wait to see you playing again. So he's the last part of that aspect was he wanted to state that he is hyper motivated for the season um he wants to win a, win lombardies in the plural multiple lombardies and he's now got a hunger and a drive and one of the things that he mentioned why he has that hunger and drive is he wants his kids to be able to celebrate on the podium at the super bowl with him when he wins a super bowl and that's that's a big you know, that, that's, that's big for him because he didn't have that in the past. He didn't have kids uh, for his other Super Bowl wins. So now this is a big family sharing environment for him. And now that he's a family man and really focused on religion as well, it's great to see the transformation and the maturity of Ben Roethlisberger and for him to play not only for his kids, but for his teammates. And he saw how the team was playing so hard for each other last year. It killed him that he wasn't a part of it because he's such a competitor, as we all know. But he is really excited to play on a team that plays for each other. And that's what we're going to be looking at this upcoming season. I'm excited to see it. Steeler Nation, you should be excited to see it too. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. 
You can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and Direct Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving for right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle's, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Now we're at the part of the podcast where we have questions from Steeler Nation. Uh, over at SteelerNation.com in the football forum, I post a thread to ask questions. Drink Iron City always comes through in the clutch with some great questions that I'm sure all the Steeler Nation would like to know. And one of them is, first question is, with the Steelers not having fans in the stands for the first two home games, how much of an advantage is it for the other team? As it shows across the league, uh, home field advantage is diminished without crowds. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> so as it shows across the league, um, you know, I, I think home field advantages is going to be diminished without the crowds on site. Um, I think instead of Vegas giving everybody, you know, like the normal three points for the advantage for home field, you're probably only going to see a one point advantage. Uh, the, the, the lines are going to be a lot more uh, big swings. I think this year, as opposed to being tighter in past years, um, but we'll have to see how that works from the Vegas perspective. I just don't see them getting that home field advantage for the crowd noise because now you've got to figure out the rules for crowd noise, which there aren't any yet. Um, personally, I, I think it helps the younger players. You know, you've got your rookies, you've got your first-year players that don't have a lot of action. If you're not dealing with crowd noise, it helps them with their focus and their development. Otherwise, crowd noise is an additional thing that they have to worry about to be able to hear calls execute the right calls and things like that. So I, I think it might help out some younger teams uh, in the short term. Uh, I also read um, in an article too. Well, well, we'll get to that here, I guess, in the second question, which um, uh, Drunk, Drink Iron City went and asked, and he says, some say artificial noise, um, but is done, the artificial crowd noise will be added to the stadium, but is done electronically. Uh, he said, I think there's a rule against piped in crowd noise. Uh, and he's right. There is a, um, a rule against piped-in crowd noise, uh, technically for right now, but he's asking if there's, there would be an exception for COVID-19 and no fans in the stand. And that's an interesting point. And, you know, the rule is technically at no point during the game can an artificial crowd noise or amplified crowd noise be played in the stadium. I think back in 2015, Colts got slammed with it for pumping in crowd noise. Um, but 
this is a new time. Uh, the problem is uh, Sean McVay for the Rams, they were running some practices this past week with crowd noise, and he was pissed. He couldn't stand the crowd noise because they pumped it in so loud and for such a long period of time, he got a headache, and he's like, if this is going to happen around the league, this is just going to be unusable because you, don't even, you can't even think on the sideline if they're going to be pumping in crowd noise like that. How's it going to differ from stadium to stadium? Are they going to drop it? They, obviously, they're going to drop it or try to drop it when their team's on the field, so it's quiet. But, but he also noted that, you know, with what they were running for the crowd noise in the dome, he said you cannot sustain that volume of noise for that amount of time if it's a real crowd. And he's right because this is artificial crowd noise. They can make it as loud as they want for as long as they want. So, you know, DIC, you're asking me, you know, what's a gentle medium here? My gentle medium and what I really like is what the uh, German soccer league, the Bundesliga do uh, over uh, across the pond over there in Germany. And what they do is they only have crowd noise for people watching the broadcast on TV. And I think that's like really neat from a fan perspective because we got to see the crowd noise or hear the crowd noise as it happens. The people are really good at, you know, putting in whistles when uh, they're upset about something, whistles or boos over in, in, um, in England and then everywhere else pretty much but here. But when there's a bad call or a bad call from the rest, they pump in the whistle noise. When there's a big goal, they throw up, you know, big noise, you know, big scores. But they also keep the drum and song uh, noise of the crowd throughout the whole game. So it makes a neat listening environment at home. I think that would be the best way to do it as opposed to throwing it into the crowd and pumping crowd noise at the stadium for the people to have to deal with on site. Because I think that would be the only sport where they'd actually put crowd noise in for the players as they're playing. I don't think the NBA does it. NHL doesn't do it. Um, I don't think Major League Soccer does it, and definitely not not baseball as well. So, best thing to do, only pump in the crowd noise artificially. That's my vote. The league still hasn't voted on it. We're going to watch on that in the next week. They've got to make a decision, and it's got to be league-wide, whether there's a decision for the, the height of the decibel level that you're allowed to go with or, you know, the duration that you're allowed to do or if you're, you have to stop the crowd noise as soon as they come out of the huddle, things like that. Uh, which you have to do when normally during the season when you have music or you do chants when they have the, you know, um, when they do the here we go, Steelers, or the defense, boom, boom. But all that has to stop as soon as they break the huddle. So the crowds can still do it and continue it after the huddle's broken until they snap the ball. But in this situation, yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it would be most fair to stop it at the break of the – if you're going to have any noise whatsoever, you got to stop it as soon as they break the huddle just to make it fair for everybody and fair across the entire league. Um, third question you wanted to know is, uh, is Switz Army Knife healed up and ready for contested catches? Actually, is Switzer healed and full practice? And yes, fortunately, I, I do run a spreadsheet keeping track of everybody, which is what we went over here at the top of the podcast. Switzer returned on the, at the end, last day of August on 831. He is practicing fully. I haven't heard about him making any plays yet in training camp or seen him in action, but at least from the being able to read the training camp reports, everything tweeted out by the beat reporters. He's back in. He's practicing. So moving forward, it looks like he's going to probably be part of this team. Uh, last question. I haven't heard of any burning it up in training camp standouts. Could you possibly elaborate as to who is catching Coach Tomlin's good eye? So, yes, there's a couple people that have been um, catching their eye. I just marked, mentioned Marcus Allen earlier. 
Uh, he's been doing a great job there in the linebackers room since he's been switched over there and he's making some big buzz. Going to push Spillane for that spot, I think. Uh, Claypool and Highsmith are getting incredible feedback and it's weekly. It's, it seems like every time there's a practice, somebody's saying they made a play. Uh, one of the veterans are, are just talking about how good they are, how technically sound they are, how smart they are, and how they understand the game. And that's huge because we're talking about a second round player and a third round player who are essentially feels like we are getting the kudos of a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick and the polished ability. That was a deep draft last year. And Steelers, Steelers hit spot on, I think, especially even continuing through the fourth round with McFarland and Dotson, uh, who I'm going to mention now because uh, uh, Dotson's getting huge praise for his technical ability, being big and strong. McFarland getting big praise for his versatility. So top four draft picks hit out of the park. I mean, really, as good as you can do for a draft where you had to lose some picks to pick up Bush, to pick up Minka Fitzpatrick, didn't have that third rounder, ended up getting that third rounder as a as a expansion uh, draft pick from getting rid of, of um, Le'Veon Bell, or not expansion draft, the um, – oh, gosh, I, I, forget the <laughs> I forget the name for it, but the picks in the third round after the actual picks. That's where we got him. And um, then the other two – Two players are not getting the press. So talking about um, um, Antoine Brooks, the, uh, the strong safety and box linebacker out of Maryland. It seems like he's taking a little bit of time to develop, um, probably destined for the practice squad. Um, same thing as Carlos Davis. We're not hearing a lot of things out of it, but, it, but the coaches are being – one thing did come out about the coaches that they did not want to talk about their younger – defensive players because they don't want to key in the rest of the league on how happy they are with them. And for me, I mean, you only have, Oh goodness. I know it's uh, Davis and you have um, Kayvon Walker and Carlos Davis. So those are the two guys that are kind of under the radar. We know the coaching staff likes them, but the problem is the, the top six guys ahead of them are locks. I mean, you're not taking, getting rid of Wormley, Alulu, Tewitt, Hayward, um, um, Big Dan McCullers, just because they, those guys don't play uh, zero, t- zero to three tech, or um, uh, a Bugs, and Steelers love Bugs as well. So those six are pretty much a lock on the team. So I look definitely for uh, Kevon Walker and Carlos Davis to be making the practice squad this year, and we'll have to chart to see how they develop. A couple more players just to mention, Ulysses Gilbert getting huge praise in the preseason. I mean, it looks like he's probably going to be the first one in for either – inside linebacker spot he's that ready he's great on special teams even though he took the year off yesterday last year with that injury he's back and ready to roll this year I'm really surprised about the press on Ray Ray McLeod being a new receiver added into the system he's come back really really in a short amount of time he's making a lot of good press stating he can play great at receiver great kick returner returning kicks for touchdowns so we got to look out for McLeod to see if who will make that final six spot, fighting there with Kane, fighting there with Amara Darbo, and uh, see who ends up making the team there. And one other person that I have to mention is Curtis Riley. I mean, this guy was a diamond found off of the uh, off of the uh, off of the um, the waiver wire. I mean, he played a full sixteen games for the Giants two years ago. He contributed with the Raiders last year, but not full time. Not as a full time starter, but on special teams as well. Guy's making waves. He's making plays. He understands the game. They like his savvy. They like his ability to hit, his ability to tackle. And he's making interceptions. And that's something that we need out of that 
box safety position. We need, you know, Terrell Edmonds to be that guy. He needs to be managing the plays, cutting down those roots, making plays on the ball. So really good to hear that Riley's making plays, even making plays with the first team because he was in on the first team defense a few times when uh, Terrell Edmonds had been out with that injury. So nothing but good news coming from the depth. Some, they, those are the biggest surprises at least, you know, like McLeod and Riley, the biggest surprises not being on the roster, being undrafted or waiver wire guys that may come in to contribute. Smallwood still has an ability there. I think it's a tough one for him. I, I think the Steelers really like, um, obviously, Connor, Snell, Locks, McFarland's a lock, and Jalen Samuels can do out of the backfield as a receiver is something that none of them can do. He's the best receiver out of the backfield. He's a legit receiver. Uh, he's pretty much played the slot all during college with 300 receptions. So, you know, this, this is a talented, talented uh, back, uh, room of backs. The good thing is the Steelers can now keep veterans on their COVID extended 16-man practice squad, which means Smallwood still probably will end up getting a home on this team, as well as uh, Kareth White, who's another uh, guy that can come in and be that lightning to the thunder that they already have. So, guys, thanks a lot for joining me on the podcast. It was a nice, quick, short, and sweet one. Um, we're going to be moving forward. The podcasts are going to be on Tuesdays at 2 o'clock, just after Mike Tomlin's presser. So we can go ahead and hit with all of the news that came out from the presser as they happened, instant reactions. So when we figure out whether we're going to be doing them on Facebook, whether we're going to be doing them on um, YouTube Live, Twitter, as soon as I can figure out how to read comments on Twitter, uh, like I used to be able to here for the um, uh, for our uh, um, draft coverage. It was a really a lot of fun to be able to respond to you guys in real time. Uh, so I got to work out that bug and figure that out. Might have to reinstall it, and then that might just be it. So, But we're looking forward to a great season. Hunter Homestack is going to be my co-host and with me for every single episode starting next Thursday. is going to be the Thursday before the Monday night game, and then we're going to be every Tuesday at 2, and might even do a Friday thereafter the Thanksgiving Day game. We'll have to figure out how we want to work that one just because it's huge to be playing one game on Thanksgiving. So thanks a lot, Steeler Nation, for joining us. Check out our new sponsor, Total Sports Entertainment. They do the best autograph Steelers gear. A lot of new players, a lot of players on the roster. Uh, and their prices are awesome. You're getting authentic helmets. You're getting authentic uh, jerseys for pretty much the price of what you pay for for an authentic jersey and an authentic helmet. And it's got a signature on it. So check them out at Total Sports Entertainment on Instagram or at Total Sports ENT on Twitter. Subscribe to them on Instagram because every week, Monday, they show up a new contest that they give away a free autographed item to someone in Steeler Nation that subscribes to them, our podcast, and SteelerNation.com. And on Wednesday, they release it. So every Tuesday, we'll show everybody a picture of what it is. So you can jump online, purchase it, and, and, and just share it. All you have to do is just share it. And you see everybody shares back as soon as they get their items, usually a week later. Thank you, Total Sports Entertainment. This is awesome. And it's a great service. And this is part of the service that they're providing for us being a sponsor. So please go to Total Sports Entertainment. Check out their stuff. You can buy it immediately. And they're great guys to work with. So you too can also get great unique gifts on SteelerNation.com, like the shirt that I am wearing, the Steeler Nation logo for us, designed for all of our virtual tailgates. Go on over to SteelerNation.com and click on the gear page to get any size and uh, design that you like. There's some fun fan ones that I'm going to be getting here soon, so I'll be wearing them and, 
and repping them here on the podcast so you can see how great these shirts are. We got awesome designs, guys. And SteelerNation.com is the best site for fast, unique Steelers content on the internet. Click on the podcast bus button, listen to one of our many interviews, subscribe everywhere where podcasts are available, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Simplecast, we're all over the place, guys, or do it directly from our page and just bookmark the page. Whatever's easiest for you, it's a great way to catch up with all the in-depth news as it happens. And join our football discussion over at the Steeler Nation Forum so you can ask questions for the podcast like Drink Iron City does for us. And be the first to know about our live vidcasts and video uploads by subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is www.youtube.com slash C slash Steeler Nation. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at Steeler Nation com. Follow us on the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at Steel at underscore SN podcast. And you can follow me, your host at SN Striker. Striker is spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us for the Steeler Nation spot. Dot com podcast sponsored by Total Sports Entertainment. I am your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals, to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening day bonuses and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.